0: Hey, hey guys, it's Lori Winchell with the You Can't Do podcast, and I am super excited for you to check out episode number four today. I am talking about uh, a moment from when I was a little girl to where I'm at today, and uh, if you would have told me, I would have said, there's no way absolutely no way. So I can't wait to tell you guys this story. Uh, If you could do me a huge favor, smash the subscribe button, drop a five-star rating and review, take a screenshot, tag me, tag a friend. Definitely help me get the word out because I'd love to keep this podcast ad-free for all of you and that would mean the world to me. Here we go. I am super excited to talk to you about a story that is near and dear to my heart and um, this one I actually recently posted on social media it's a pretty vulnerable uh, topic for me and well really this whole podcast is but um, this one is all about uh, my journey in fitness and all things movement and kind of where that started so when I was little, I grew up. I kind of mentioned this on episode one, but when I was little, I grew up um the the little chubby girl. I was never thin, I was never like small i even from a little girl um like toddler and up, I was always a little bit chubbier and um you know, no um not super upset with my parents because you know, I don't know if if it was the food that they fed me. I have no idea. Well, I do know some of that. Some of that was, you know, I grew up, <laughs> I was always the good kid. So, you know, if I asked for M&Ms or I asked for McDonald's, I usually got it. So, um, but, you know, I, as I grew up, I, I loved being active. I loved going outside. I always loved to play. I loved to ride my bike. I loved to do all things active. Um, but if you looked at me, you would think I was probably like the most sedentary kid that played video games all the time. Um, that didn't do anything. Um, that never, no, no offense to kids that play video games all the time, but, um, I was outside a lot. And so, uh, it's really interesting now looking back on where I was and where I am now, you, you would think I was a totally different person growing up. So, um, Gosh, I remember trying even to lose weight even in like the third grade. Like I'm not even kidding you guys with this. Like pretty sure my mom went to Weight Watchers and I went with her as a third grade kid. And, you know, my parents would always make my lunch and try to help me that way and – um I liked food. I mean food's good. what's not to like plus i grew- grew up here in America, and the American diet is freaking awesome. It tastes yummy and it's absolutely horrible for you so uh anyway, but you know nowadays there's so much more knowledge around the foods that we eat and and even how food is grown and all that kind of stuff and so um it's it's been a huge change for me. So coming from that kind of a childhood, you know, really affected me as I grew up, you know, I I went through um, school, you know, being made fun of for being the little chubby fat girl and um, went into middle school and I always, I tried out for all the sports teams because I wanted to play sports really bad. I tried out for volleyball, um, sixth or seventh grade. I tried out for basketball, never made the team. Always thought it was because I was heavier set because there was, you just never saw a heavy set kid playing on any of the sports teams. So I just assumed it was because of that. And so I just never, um, never kept pursuing those things because I just figured I was never going to be a small person in my life ever. So, um, you know, I, and then I ended up, I did decide to try to play softball in between my seventh and eighth grade years. And, um, because my brother played baseball all growing up and I just, I was like, I, I, I like the atmosphere. I want to play. I want to learn how to play. Like I want, I want to play, put me in, put me in coach. I want to play. Um, and so I, joined a team in our youth organization and kid you not like i don't know halfway through the season three quarters of the way through the season or so um we had um everybody had a home game it was like our youth association day and i slid into base i kept going my foot didn't and i broke my ankle terribly i was in a cast for i don't know 10 weeks or so i broke my ankle in the growth plate and uh, I, my softball career at that point was done and I didn't think I would ever um, play again. I had no desire at that point because I'm like, clearly I'm not made for athletics. So, um, and then I gained like another 40 pounds. So it was really, really miserable going into eighth grade. I couldn't participate in PE class, which sucks because I love, I like to move. Ah, and so here we go. Now I'm in high school and... I, this part, I didn't, I didn't post any of this part on my social media posts this week, but this part of the story is hilarious. So I was a a freshman in high school and, um, I took my first PE credit, which was actually a weightlifting class. It was spring semester of my freshman year of high school. And, um, I remember coach Roth, she was, um, hilarious. So she says to me, well, first of all, let me back up a little bit. Um, I tend to do that a lot. I tend to back up because there's something I want to tell you. Okay, so we were doing max outs on all the different lifts that we had learned how to do. And this is clearly now I I do weightlifting, you know, uh, pretty regularly. But um, we had maxed out our squats. And I remember standing at the rack and putting the belt on and, and, you know, doing a rep at this weight, upping the weight, doing a rep at this weight, upping the weight, and kept upping it and kept upping it and kept upping it until we couldn't squat anymore. And I, you know, was... At the time, I was only fourteen. I hadn't even turned fifteen yet. I'm pretty sure it was in like February um, of that second semester. My birthday's in March, so I'm fourteen, and I and I I max out my squats at 265 pounds, and I'm pretty sure I was I I had I had squatted the most out of all the girls in the high school. And so she (laughs) says to me, "She's like, you need to be on the track team." And I was like, "I don't run." what are you talking about? (laughs) And so here I am. And now I'm on the track team to be a thrower because apparently if my legs are strong, I guess my arms are strong too. Cause you know, that's, that's what was going through my brain at the time. Little did I know how shot put and discus really worked. But so I, um, you know, I was a little band kid trying to p- now play in the athletic world with all the athletes and, you know, I, I wasn't close friends with any of them really. And so it was, you know, a really uncomfortable space for me to be in. I didn't, I, I joined late. So I wasn't, by the time it started and I got in, cause by the time I think she actually said something to me, it was probably after they had, it was after they had started because they already had all their uniforms. And I ended up just with like a pair of sweats, like a, a hoodie sweatshirt and like, some sweatpants because that's all that fit me. Um, And I learned from one of the seniors um, and she was teaching me how to throw the shot put, teaching me how to throw the discus. I went to three meets. I did horrible. My parents came. I was so nervous. I didn't want to mess up because here I am trying to live in the athletic world that I always wanted to be a part of. And I probably could have really kicked some major behind doing it but i was so wrapped up in my head that that this was not my space to be in because so many times before i had had signs telling me you know you're not an athlete you're not an athlete you're not an athlete that's just not who you are and so I ended up quitting, I think, after the third meet because I, I didn't have any friends really on the team. And I, um, I lied. I had one girl that I was um, fairly good friends with, but like, you know, she was a runner, so I didn't see her much. Um, but, you know, I, I, I didn't ever like to ride the bus home. I always had my parents drive me home. And it was just, I don't know, it was just a weird experience. So that was kind of a pivotal moment for me thinking, okay, this was the end of me trying anything athletic. Then the next year of school comes around and, you know, now I've been in the marching band for two years. I see the girls that spin the flags. I was like, oh, I really want to learn how to do that because, you know, I like to move and I still like to do things. But it's not a sport. You can, can't see me doing air quotes, but it's not a sport. Um, at least that's what people thought then. Now we call it sport of the arts, but whatever. Um, so I am doing... Um, I'm learning how to spin a flag, I'm learning how to, to spin a rifle, and I decide to audition for our indoor season of my sophomore year, so this is after marching band, it's our indoor winter guard season, I go to auditions, and I completely crush it, like I just get it, I get my body, I get how it works, I get how to do choreography, I just understood it, I don't know, I just have this weird understanding for how to move my body, so that part was really cool, so I loved doing auditions. I made the team, thought it was awesome, loved performing that season. And then that that changed everything in the other direction. So track team, I thought everything was telling me no, 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 no. Everything from prior up until that, when I was 14, 15 years old, telling me no, 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 no. And then making the winter guard, that team, um, changed everything to start moving toward that yes direction. So um, that was huge. So I ended up, um, spinning flags and dancing all through high school. Um, the rest of the time in high school, um, I went off to college to, um, to do color guard. I was actually going for a music degree to be a music teacher, uh, but I was able to do color guard at the school that I went to. And, um, it, it, it was so exciting. It was everything that I wanted. Right. So I performed with my college group all the years that I was there. I did go off and do an independent drum and bugle corps. And for those of you guys that don't know anything about drum and bugle corps, it's like marching band on steroids. However, it's all brass instruments, a drum line and a color guard. And you rehearse every hour of the day, practically, and go tour the country and compete at different like high school stadiums around the country against other independent organizations. And it's just like a traveling marching band circus. It's crazy. But it is extremely intense and it's about 80 to 90 days of um, physical fitness all day long. So I'm pretty sure I dropped 40 pounds and it was this, I only got to do it one summer. I was 21 years old and I came home in the best shape of my life because it it just, it kills you. Like you literally burn so many calories, it's ridiculous. Um, so I came home feeling unstable doppable at that point you know the whole beginning of the season was harder than hard could be I cried a ton um just because I hurt uh, my knees hurt my thumbs hurt because I would catching equipment on my thumbs I mean you, you just hurt a lot but it was something that I just I wanted to push through because I was like I'm not a quitter that's one thing I'm not I'm not a quitter although I did quit the track team but that I don't count that. I, I just don't count that. I just assumed that wasn't for me anyway, but I didn't quit this. I kept going. I made it to the end and that, um, was huge. I came home feeling amazing. And then after I graduated college, I, um, I got into the teaching and coaching world for, um, and I had coached all through college to some high school teams, but, um, I came back home and I started coaching and I, I loved being able to share my passion for this activity, telling kids that they can do anything they want if they want it bad enough. And that is so important. That was one thing that my mom used to to always tell me is I could do anything I wanted if I wanted it bad enough, which is kind of how this whole podcast came about. And so I'm here to say if I can do it, you can too. Clearly, uh it was the hardest thing I ever did at the time, and I just keep finding new hard things to do. I'm ugh, I, I guess it must be the kind of person I am. I don't know. Um. So I ended up. I just didn't feel like I had gone to my personal limit. Like there was more for me to do. So I ended up at twenty five, moving to Florida to compete at the highest level of competition with indoor color guard and in that activity, we do some crazy stuff. Like if you're, if you're somebody that, um, you know, saw a team in high school or you're familiar with it a little bit and you see the flags with a marching band, it is so theatrical, dance oriented, even gymnastics oriented now that the things that are being done and required of performers is insane. And, um, I got to spend three and a half seasons um competing at the highest of highest levels which i thought was ever well that was to me it was my dream it was unbelievable to get to do that i never thought um, at 23 years old, this was prior to moving to Florida that I would be able to do that because after Drum and Corps, I'd lost that 40 pounds and gained it all back and then some. And so, you know, here I am shaming myself because I'll never be able to do that again because I'm not thin. They only take thin people on those teams. And you know, you know, the negativity you tell yourself, which um some of it may be true, and most of it is not. So I went after it um and ended up performing, and it was amazing. Everything about it was phenomenal. It was, it was addictive. It was fun. I would probably still do it if my body let me do that type of performance. It's extremely demanding physically. Um, but I, I was able to do it. Um, coming home from Florida, I came home mid season. Um, the last season I was performing would have been 2008, 2009. And I was, 28, almost 29 years old. My mom was terminally ill. So I moved back to St. Louis and didn't finish that season. But um, I got right back into coaching here in the St. Louis area. And um, from there, I needed something. I needed a new outlet. And of course, it had to be something moving because I just don't sit still well. I've always been active, like I told you guys, from the very, very, very beginning, right? So I was like, what am I going to do? Now, while I was in Florida, I uh, had um, gotten certified to teach group fitness because all in this whole process of moving to Florida to do color guard, I actually um, started to work out at a gym, which was what helped me along when I performed in Florida. That's how I ended up actually losing weight and getting down to um, a very healthy um, weight that was uh, that allowed me to dance. It allowed me to be at my most fit self, and so group fitness really was the the big win for me there. And I, you know, of course, changing my eating habits and all that. But um, I fell in love with group fitness. I was the total '80s style Reebok step girl, and when I went to Florida, I fell in love with a program called Les Mills. And if you've never heard of Les Mills, it is all over the world, um, in a lot of fitness clubs, nationwide or worldwide, and. Um, I fell in love with a couple different formats, one being body combat, which is what I got my first certification in when I was at 26, um, before I moved home to St. Louis. So I taught body combat in Florida and then I moved home. Um, and body combat is like a kickboxing martial arts, um, type of fitness formatted class. It is freaking amazing. And, uh, I was in love with it. So while I was down there, I would do that and I started running on the treadmill, which, I didn't tell you guys, you know, when I when I was in high school, you know, I told you guys I couldn't even run a lap around the track. Uh, I (laughs) told that uh, weightlifting coach, "No way, you want me to be on the track team?" uh, Because I wasn't a runner. So all of that gave me the confidence to start trying to run, and so I started slow. I started running. I got myself up to two miles a day, but I could never go more than two miles a day. You know, I was just limited. I, I didn't know how to go past that. I didn't hire a coach. I didn't, you know, because that's what most people would do. If you don't know how to do something, you hire a coach and you figure it out, right? Because that's what you do. I didn't do that, of course, you know, because I'm stubborn and I have to do everything my way or the highway. And so <laughs> I, um when I came back home to St. Louis, um I ended up trying to figure out how to run further and um, see what I could challenge my body doing all while getting certified in a ton of other formats to teach in the group fitness room. I got certified in Zumba and um, a weightlifting class called Body Pump and just a ton of other formats. There's literally so many formats that um, I got trained to do because it became an addiction. Fitness became a big part of my life and I loved moving. I loved being in front of the room. That performer in me loved being in the front of the room and I loved helping others. I loved helping other people just feel good about being in that room and doing good things for their body. <clears throat> so I ended up, uh, one well, I ended up going back and teaching drum and bugle corps a couple summers, and um, I would run every morning, but I would only run two to three miles because I could never run further than that. I could never figure out how people would run long distance. I just didn't get it. So it was in the um fall. It was pretty cold, and this was two thousand nine. It was um about. I don't know, 10 months, 11 months after my mom had passed away. And I started to figure it out. So what I did, and you guys are going to probably laugh, it was freezing cold outside. And one day I was just like, I'm going to run five miles. I'm going to do it. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And, you know, it was, it's that mindset. It's that change. It's that shift. It's that that decision. I'm just gonna I'm going to run five miles. So I was like, if I have to run so slow that don't, don't hate me, but that my dead grandmother could walk faster than me. I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know, <laughs> if I could, if I could run that slow so I could finish it because I'm going to finish it without stopping, then that's how slow I'm going to run until I can get five miles in. It took me an hour and I did it. It was, oh my gosh, the coolest freaking moment ever. Like I, it was freezing cold. outside. Like, granted, but at this point I'm sweating and, you know, taking all my layers off and, I was like, Oh my gosh. So I, the fitness addict that I am now, uh, two days later, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try for seven today (laughs) because you know, like I'm all about, you know, pushing my limits. And, and then like a week later I went for 10 and that day I called my best friend at the time. And I said to him, I said, Oh my gosh, I just ran 10 miles. Like you think I can do a half marathon? It's only 13.1 miles. And he just started laughing at me. And I'm like, what? Am I crazy? I don't know. I know I'm crazy. I really shouldn't. I shouldn't even think about a half marathon. That's just so out of my league. Like, no way. And he's like, Lori, if you could do 10 miles today, you could do 13.1 miles today. Sign up for the full marathon. All 26.2. I just started laughing. I'm like, shut up. That's not even funny. You're dumb. Don't Don't say that because all the negative thoughts in my head were telling me there's no freaking way. You are crazy. A full marathon? Are you kidding me? You haven't even run like you've barely run a 5k ever. Are you kidding? And you struggled with that 5k. So this is what I'm telling myself, but he believed in me. So here I go doing the research and I'm like, okay, well there's got to be training out there, you know, cuz hiring a coach still wasn't like in my four thought at all. So I was like, okay, there's got to be training out there. So I actually went to marathonrookie.com and found a little grid of um, training that was real simple. It was just like, okay, for, do this many miles, this many days, da 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 da. I'm like, great. I don't even have to run 10 miles again for another five weeks. If I can do it today, if I do exactly what this little grid tells me, it's telling me I should be able to run a full marathon. It's math. And I love math. So um, numbers, all right. Okay, sign me up. So I went and signed up for the stupid thing in April. Now, mind you, this is November. I live in St. Louis. And at the time, we got a ton of cold, snowy weather during winter. And I hate running on a treadmill. Woof. Those of you guys that like the treadmill, good for you. Not my favorite. But I also don't like to road run either. And granted, road running I should be doing um, or trail running should be doing more of just because, you know, the inclines. However, I love running the track and people think I'm crazy because it's, you know, the same thing over and over and over, but I like to count the laps. Remember, I just talked about numbers. I like numbers. I like to count numbers. That's why I do music, right? Okay. So I loved counting the laps around the track and I would bundle up and I would go outside to the track and I started training on top of teaching, like, I don't know, I was probably teaching like 10 to 12 fitness classes a week at the time and and building a business and a whole bunch of other things that I was doing on the side. So. Um, lo and behold, here comes marathon day and, um, I had only trained up to, I want to say about 20 miles, not e- maybe not even 20 miles. I think I might've only trained up to 16 miles. Yeah. 16 miles. I think I was supposed to train up to 20. So I, um, because I was teaching a ton of fitness classes and the time it takes to train for that stuff. So here I am marathon day going, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm going to try. Right, and there are people that show up to marathons with no training at all, and you know because their bodies aren't ready for it, they just like pass out, and then you know, see them in an ambulance getting scraped up off the side of the road. If you've never been to a marathon and seen what how that works, but uh, that was kind of eye opening. Uh, at least my body was conditioned um, for the long haul, but I made it to mile twenty two before I ended up having to walk. And you know I'm the person that like if I have to walk at any point in time, I didn't complete it correctly because <laughs> you know. But there's people that obviously train to do marathons for speed that walk and run and walk and run. And I had no idea because, you know, I didn't hire a coach. So long story short, I ended up running until mile 22. Mind you, I'd only trained to 16 miles. I made it to mile 22 and then hit a really big incline uh, coming out of the park that I was in in the race. And my legs seized up something fierce. So I ended up walking. I was not happy about it, but I ended up walking for a little bit. And when I went to go run again, my legs seized up again, uh, almost immediately. So I'm freaking out because I've like got four miles to go until the finish line. And, you know, we're at like four hours and some change. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need to get done before six hours. I am never going to be able to walk this much and get it done. Oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, all these negative thoughts going through my head. Anyway, I finally got back onto, um, or into a, a slow jog pace, and I was able to finish and come across the finish line um, at about five hours and 36 minutes or so. So, you can do anything you set your mind to. I mean, let's be real. I couldn't run a, a lap around the track when I was in high school. I couldn't run a lap around a track even um, when I was like 20 years old. I hated running. I didn't like running. Well, let me, let me back up. I don't like running still. You might think I'm crazy. I like how I feel after I run. I like the challenge of running. I don't necessarily like it a lot of times when I'm doing it. So, you know, now in my adult life, I, you know, being the fitness person that I am, running around, doing this class and that class, teaching all different types of formats, um, you know, and and then teaching through pregnancy, teaching through three pregnancies up until I was about 38 weeks pregnant with each of them and you know, it's just been a huge part of my life ever since is doing some sort of movement, some sort of fitness, some, something to make my body feel amazing. And, you know, you can, you can change, you can change on a dime. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to show you I've done it. And, you know, and I'm still not a a little skinny mini. I I am not, you know, I've I've birthed three children now. So, (laughs) you know, my, my fitness journey is a little different than it was before. And, um, most recently, and this is kind of how I'm going to close it out today. But most recently I went about a year ago, went into the orthopedics. I was having a lot of pain in my knees and they told me, you know, at 39 years old that my knees look like they're 60 years old. I have arthritis so darn bad. And, you know, I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm like, I've got three toddlers at home that I'm juggling and I like to move. Like I was teaching two body pump, like weightlifting classes a week um, to body flow, which is like a yoga Tai Chi Pilates class a week. I was teaching like a Pilates um, yoga mix class. I had been teaching some body combat. So I had been doing a bunch of fitness and I my knees kept swelling up and they would, they would be in a lot of pain. My range of motion would be very, very bad. And so when the doctors told me that, I said, well, you know, what do I do? And they're like, you can take ibuprofen, rest, do low impact stuff. And I'm like, dude, do you know who I am? I'm the girl that likes to move. Like this was devastating to me because I didn't want to go back to that feeling that I had when I was a little girl. So I took it things in my own hands and um, got some, some magic sauce that has changed things for me now and um, really has just helped with inflammation in my knees. And so now I'm able to run again, which is amazing. I hadn't really run much um, over the past 10 years since I ran that marathon. I came off that finish line and told my family and friends that were at the end, I said, if I ever say I'm going to do this again, shoot me. Because I th- I think I was crazy. But no, and it's, it's funny, because I think now could I do it again? And probably, probably not with my knees now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where I'm at in another year. But um, about six, seven months ago, I started running again. And now I'm you know, just doing a, a, a cool two miles every morning, just about even in like the 22 degree weather that we have um, from time to time, I bundle up and I I get outside and I do it and it's great. And yes, I'm still a track runner. I still love the track. I still like counting circles. Um, and doing laps. It's great. Um, and it's squishy. So that makes me happy. But you know, anything can change. You can choose to change. You can change anything at any point in time. You just have to want it bad enough. And you know, clearly, you, if you have limitations <laughs> that that keep you from doing that, that might not be so. But um, in my case with this, I'm very lucky that I um, was able to find something to help me stay pain-free um, or discomfort-free and, and not... Um, you know, get in the way of being able to do what I love, even though I hate it. All y'all runners out there know what I'm talking about. It's a love-hate relationship, totally. Um, so yeah, so if you are, if you're catching this podcast and you're listening to this, and this story um, resonates with you at all, it gives you any value, please share it. Tell people, let people listen. I'd love to share the word that, you know, you can, you can do things. And I believe in you, even if you don't believe in yourself. People didn't believe, I didn't believe in myself, but people believed in me. And sometimes it just takes somebody else breathing belief into you in order to accomplish things that you never thought you could do. So if you've got something that you're going after, it doesn't have to be fitness. It doesn't have to be health and wellness. It doesn't have to be in any of those arenas. But if you have something that you're going after, by all means reach out. I would love to be your cheerleader. I would love to root you on because I believe you can do it. I absolutely do. Um, I'm so, I'm so grateful. My mom always breathed that belief into me. Um, even through that, uh, challenging childhood of being the little chubby girl that never thought that she would ever get to do anything athletic. Uh, and here I am in it, 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 I'm 40 years old. I'm almost 41 and I still love to move. And there are days that, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder than others, but I, I love to get up. I love to move. And I'm grateful that I have the um, the body that lets me keep doing it because I'm pretty sure if I were to sit down and stop moving, I would be like the Tin Man. I would need the oil can. So if you got any value from this today, please smash the subscribe button. Drop a five-star rating and review. Take a screenshot. Share it to your story. Tag me. Tag a friend. I want to keep this podcast ad-free and your help would be so appreciated. Thank you so much. And...